Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Have you been thinking about starting a podcast, but you don't know exactly where to get started? Maybe you don't know exactly what equipment you should buy or who you should go through with the hosting platforms. Well, good news. I created a course just for you. It'll be showing you how to make the fewest mistakes possible on your podcasting journey. It's called the Podcasters Playbook, and it's a total masterclass taught by me, showing you all the techniques and tricks that we use behind the scenes of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Swipe up now, click the link in the show notes so you can purchase the Podcasters Playbook. What's up, y'all? This your boy David with Black Wealth Renaissance. And I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. You know the rules of the game. Yeah. You know the rules of the game. I don't care what color. Can you make me a hundred million? Let's talk money. Let's talk. Can you make me that? If you can't make me that, I won't talk to you. Hey, I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my line unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is broad money marathon. Do five years of this and be a millionaire and go on do what I want to do. Have kids, go live my trip and joy in the games life out here in Texas or struggle for next year. The choice is yours. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Your boy, David Bella, one-fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance, checking in with my brothers, Jalen and Kelly. How y'all doing, Kings? What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Jalen, man. Another quarter of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Feeling good, feeling great. I am blessed to be here, y'all. Yeah, man. Great Saturday. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Kelly, here, checking in, checking in on a lovely Saturday. Feeling good, feeling great. How y'all boys feeling? Man. 
Good, it's been man. lovely, man. It's a great, like y'all was saying. I'm man, sipping a, a little Saturday. wine. Sipping wine, chilling, chilling with the bros. Feeling good. It's just the bros on this episode today. You know, we been a minute since we did one of these. Gonna throw that thing back to the very beginning, how we started this off. It was just four brothers exchanging ideas and trying to put people on game. But some of the things we be talking about, I know yesterday we was deep in our little nerd bag. Y'all know we be getting in our nerd bag about some that shit. Man, that man David tells me we gonna be nerding out today. Yeah, so what what is that? What is nerding out? Hey man, we just gonna get in our little nerd bag. We be talking, man, like, and you know, we get so used to it because we had these conversations with ourselves and like amongst ourselves, it's our circle. But like a lot of people, they don't be knowing about this stuff that we be talking about, and it, it may be beneficial to somebody to get on and just learn a couple of these things that we be talking about. So, so we could go back to the beginning with it. Well, actually, before we get into today's topic and everything, definitely want to ask everybody to yeah like subscribe. Rate, review, review, comment. You on YouTube, Instagram, anywhere, man. Share podcast, this. share it with somebody. We definitely trying to always put people on, give them some information, and just change the narrative of what's going on in Black America, man. Giving this positive representation of Black wealth. Yeah, I also want to shout out our our patrons. Sorry, patrons. Shout out to our patrons, Miss Diva Style, Yo. Alex Bryant, Coaston Nelson, yeah, yeah, Benson. Brenton and Angelica, appreciate all of y'all yeah, for supporting. Hey, shout out to them. Renaissance Podcast. We got to give y'all big hands, clap. Yes, indeed. Shout out to all the patrons out there. If you want to become a patron of the Black Wolf Renaissance Podcast, you can support us through Patreon. Where for as low as, what's our lowest tier? $5? Yeah, like $5, $5 a month. As low as $5 a month, you get it access to exclusive content from the BWR podcast. You get early access to ad-free episodes. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so they, people ain't going to hear it till like months later. Like we like two, three months out with the content that we produce. And so you get all the gems early. What else we got in the Patreon? Phone? So they get access to the stuff we were just talking about beforehand? Like the uh, Academy like, through the Patreon? Yeah, all nah, stuff they don't get doing. access to the Academy. No, not you the Academy. This discount. Talking about before we got on this call, we, we was talking about some stuff on where I was recording. I believe that's going on Patreon, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They that 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 goes on oh, Patreon. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the all the pre-show conversations, all the great conversations we get to have with our we guests. We got some something cooking up. If you want to become a Patreon and want to know exactly what we were just talking about, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely click the link below. Yeah, mm-hmm. sign up for that. Yes, indeed. Also, my brother Jalen was just mentioning the Academy, BWR Academy is going to be launching May 24th. It's going to be a community designed to help you get your personal finances in order. We got amazing instructors teaching mm-hmm. you how about budgeting, debt repayment strategies, credit strategies, financing strategies. It's going to be a whole nine. Teaching on personal you how finance. to take advantage of your 401k. Yeah. Get started teaching you investment. how to take advantage of HSAs. If you don't even know about HSAs, plays, this is going to be a game changer for you. So we definitely just trying to show you how to maximize what you already got going on with your personal finances. And if you are in a situation, we're going to try to help you get to a better level. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and we got a special sponsor. with. The, yeah, we do have a special sponsor. Academy. Yeah, let them know who the special sponsor is, man. The special sponsor is Capital. Capital Ooh. Services, man. Financial services. They're helping sponsor BWR Academy and letting our students have special access to different features that they haven't released yet. Ooh, Pressure. Mm. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, BWR, BWR Academy. Man. This is some BWR exclusive shit right now, yeah. man. And oh, I didn't even tell them the best part. The best part is 
it's free for students. You don't have to pay anything for students. They, nothing? Nothing. Zero dollars. Capital with a Q. That's hard. Shout out to Capital. That's hard. Hey, man. I'm just saying. Academy already sounds like you need to be a part of it, man. Because when I tell you the things that we got planned for this, yeah. we've been working on this for a little while. Like Live private trainings, classes, you know, yeah. private networking events. It's really going to be a game changer for everybody involved. Uh, BWR Academy. You also get access not to just online events, though. Oh, yeah. That's you get access. Private networking events. Yeah, you get access to offline events. Y'all, like, you can pull up off. We in your city. You part of the academy. Hey, this show, look, walk in that thing. Yes, indeed. You ain't got to pay nothing. Or if it's a high-ticket event, you get a special discount. I'll be honest. Sometimes, somehow, it costs a little bit more than others. So, yeah, sometimes you might have to pay, but you get a special discount for being a part of the academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But for everybody that wants to be involved, um, the wait list to join the academy is available in the show notes. Yeah. As BWR Academy, it's going to be a community that's revolutionizing black wealth in the financial community, man. We're about to really get some people rocking and rolling. So y'all sign up for that below. Now. Now that we got all of that out. There. All of that out the way. Hey, I want to start off a little different, though. Okay, what you got, bro? I, I'm going to steal something from the, the different podcast that I've seen. Okay. I want to just check up on everybody. How everybody feeling? Oh, 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 okay. You and your I am athlete bag. I'm in my I am athlete bag, man. I'm just just mental check, man. We're doing the mental check. Okay. That's a bit. All right. Uh, mental check, mental check, man. I ain't going to get no numbers like they do because I feel like it's always hard to put numbers on that. But I say I'm in a pretty good space right now. Like, I guess if I put a number like an eight, man, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. You know, everything's coming together, putting put a lot of plans in work that that was stressing me out for a long time, but now to seeing everything come to fruition, you know, makes me happy to see hard work paying off. Looking to get another rental car soon, add to the fleet, you know. Just in a good space, man. Business booming, family booming, relationship booming, everything good, man. Hey, man, that's real good to hear, man. I say I'm about a seven. Seven. I don't think that's bad. That's pretty average, though. I'm excited. My birthday is coming up this month, so that's pretty fun. So... You know, another year of life. Definitely, you know, been growing and learning. Just been, you know, grinding and just trying to reach that next level. But pretty mellow, pretty average right now. What about you, my brother? How you at your living, man? I say I'm at an eight. Between an eight and I get 8.5. I get an 8.5. So I did receive a promotion at work. Oh, awesome. That's turn up. So that's the good news. When didn't you close on the house this month? So that's exactly what I wanted to get to. So... That went south, completely south. What? Yeah. So I had a lender that I won't name, even though I want to bash them. I won't name them. They basically told me a day of closing that they could lend on the property. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. 
It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. The day of closing. Damn. Nigga, what? So then I tried to find another lender and they basically told me I had to get a 20 year mortgage on top of that. The interest rate was going to be incredibly higher. So I was like, mm, I just forget about this property. But today is what I've been doing all day. It's actually been looking at other properties and I found something I'm interested in. Mm. I found something that I'm really interested in. It's actually a slab right now. It's not even built. It's in Odessa. It's in Odessa. I can actually see the apartment that I'm living in right now from the slab as well as where I work. From the mm. side. Okay. And it's in a place where the property values grew 70,000 last year. Damn. And they're building 2,000 more homes in that area. Oh, sheesh. And so, so riding that wave of new development instead of getting the old thing. Exactly. So now I'm, I'm interested, you know, four bedroom, two baths, and a study. So hmm. interested, man. Hey, Sound pretty up, hard, man. man. Sorry to hear that. I'm gonna have yeah. a study in that bitch, yeah, though, man. man. The first one didn't work out, but it was gonna be a little. Condo. A, it was gonna be a house hack condo, but still, I mean, you know, it's a blessing. Though. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm also glad it didn't work out because there's a lot of other things that's going on that I'm able to participate in now that that's out the way. Mm. So I'm good. Hey, love to hear, man. I'm glad it's all good. Not yeah, yeah, let it man. all work out for you. you know, man. I, I appreciate you doing that, man. I be I've seen I am athletes. So I be thinking about that. Like, hey, man, that's a pretty good little thing, you know. Just check in on your bros, like. And I mean, obviously, it ain't always shit, always sweet. You'd ask me how I felt on fucking Tuesday of last week. I probably'd have been like, man, I'm stressed the fuck out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> definitely, I appreciate that, man. That's a good thing to do, man. Y'all make sure y'all check on y'all friends. Yeah, it's important, but. I also now I want to get into some of the topics that we were kind of discussing beforehand. Yeah, um, we're gonna be talking about not the current right now. The bigger thing we want to talk current. about yeah. it is current. This is something more current that's uh, really been taking the world by storm as of lately, and that is cryptocurrency. So we've had multiple people come on the podcast in the past. They broke down Bitcoin, explained some smart contracts. Armando got into ETH a little bit. He did get into ETH some. So like we, we talked about some cryptos on here, but we just kind of really want to highlight the whole movement, the DeFi movement, as Jalen was mentioned earlier, the decentralizing uh, finance mm-hmm. through these cryptocurrencies and a lot of these different opportunities that are becoming rapidly available to people through cryptocurrencies. Like I was telling Kelly before this, like I think I seen a chart by a girl B. She's going to be on the pod real soon too. We seen a chart that she had put up and it was like comparing the returns on cryptocurrencies versus the returns on stocks. And like the top performing major cap stock that they had was like Tesla. And it was like 700 something percent. But like they got coins that you ain't never heard of that did 1400 fucking 20,000. What was the biggest one you seen Kelly? Uh, I've seen a 7,000 the other day. I can't remember what I was looking God, at. Damn. I've seen 7,000 percent. I said, Jesus. And these are coins that are like, they're available for pennies on the dollar right now. Like a lot of these things, they're like some of these, like Dogecoin. I mean, it's a joke coin and shit, but like, you know, Dogecoin, Cardano, um, XRP, XRP. Uh, who's one else I was thinking? Uh, how much is Solana right now? Is Solana still in like the under a dollar range? Let me see. I'm about to tell you, I'm about to look up the thing by bees too. 
Solana. That was on Instagram. Solana is forty-eight dollars. Oh shit! I ain't. I see. I hadn't even really checked that one out. Solana is actually eleven percent up today. But you got other ones that are. So you looking for ones under a dollar? So there's Stellar Loomis XLM. They're fifty-four cents. I was gonna do some research on them. Cardano, you said one thirty-four. So there's some affordable ones, man. Yeah. If you you don't have a bit ton of cash just to throw at it. There's something, man. Just throw five dollars, ten dollars. Like just see. If you've done your research and you believe in it or you just want to see what's going on, don't be afraid to throw five, ten dollars in it. You just gonna throw that away anyway. Exactly. And like the point I really want to like drive home with that is like because these prices are so low and we still so early in this space, it's a lot of opportunity for appreciation in that. Like I think we're in an era of the pre-mass adoption of crypto. Like we're not the early adopters, but like it still hasn't reached that mass adoption stage and getting in, in this time, like you're saying, if you go do your research, you understand the use cases of these cryptos, you understand where they have like real world implications versus if they just going up and down based on nothing, like you can really put yourself in a really good position when it comes to this whole cryptocurrency space. Cause it's not going anywhere. One thing, like I think I mentioned in our episode, Armando, like the thing that made it real for me was seeing all these large institutions like adopt, really, yeah bitcoin adopt. like you got visa out here they accepting not just bitcoin now they accepting like crypto like they yeah. taking basically any cryptos they partnering yeah bro they're allowing cryptocurrencies to be settled as payments on their platform now like you got that crypto.com card that they partner with like you got jp morgan they working on something you got like all so these, when you say cryptos, though, not just shit coins and stuff, though, right? I mean, they had, I think Dogecoin was <laughs> optional. <laughs> Man, you could buy NBA tickets through Dogecoin, so. Yeah. Nigga, what? Yeah. yeah. Dallas. So Mark Cuban is, you know, is the owner of Dallas Mavericks. So, of course, he made it where you can buy tickets to Dogecoin. Just some shit. <laughs> like, it's becoming more, like, it started as a joke, Dogecoin, but, like, they're finding actual real life uses for these. And if they can be exchanged as a currency, who's to say it can't work? Like, cause at the end of the day, what gives the U S dollar its value? People believe in people. it. Now? The faith of the people. Yeah, That's what gives any fiat currency its value, not just the U S dollar. So if the faith of the people is in Dogecoin, that mean Dogecoin worth something. Here's where it gets interesting because I see a lot of like people I work with and I work with a lot of older people or a lot of people that's like in their 40s, 60s, right? I'm hearing them talk about Dogecoin. Mm. So it makes me think where this a crypto adoption because of Dogecoin, because of shit coins or altcoins. That you meme see coins. Are, meme coins that you see that are cheap. Is that going to be the entryway for investors or people that are just new and hip to it? Is that the entryway for them to get into it because they are so cheap? Mm, that's a good question. That is a good question. And did y'all know another thing with Dogecoin though? Like every day it increases. Like there's a a certain amount that's automatically made of Dogecoin. I didn't know that. I was unfamiliar with it. So like, does it have a scarcity measure type? I was about to say, is going? there like a cutoff? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. It is just going to continually. So as you buy it, is diluting. <laughs> yeah, but to your point, Kelly, like that being people's entry in, 
I feel like it really can be for a lot of people, especially black people. I was seeing like another altcoin that I saw while I was doing some research called Guap Coin. I'm not sure if y'all ever seen it. Like, sound like some nigga shit, right? <laughs> Guap Coin. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. The first when you said Guap Coin, I said, "Who the fuck made this shit?" So, so a black a black lady. I hate y'all. I, I hate y'all for y'all niggas. <laughs> be real. No, that shit sound like some nigga shit. Guap Coin. I, I, I knew a nigga made this shit. <laughs> What's good, Wealth Builders? Your boy David here, and I have to let you all know what's going down June 24th. We are coming back again with the Renaissance Mixer. Yes, we're bringing it back again. Last time was an amazing experience. We had almost 100 entrepreneurs and professionals from all over the country come out to connect and forge relationships with one another. And this time, we want to take that experience and bring it to an entirely new level. Last time we had food, we had drinks, we had vibes, we had music. Everybody had a great time. We even had people drive from halfway across the country, 14 hours to be there. This time we're going to take it and put it to another level. We got to be back and better. You know how we feel back and we better, baby. This time we're going to be having a mobile drink station, a luxury mobile cigar bar, as well as an exotic car expo. So it's going to be a whole lot going on out there. If you don't want to miss this event, it's going to be an experience. Last time was a vibe. This time is going to be even vibier. Tickets to this event are going to be $25 for all the early birds. And then after that, the price is going up to $75. Hurry up and get your tickets to date. Tell, hurry up and tell your friends. You don't want to miss this. This is a room you want to be in. Relationships will work more than money. A link to purchase your tickets can be found in the show notes. Can't wait to see you there, family. Peace. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Kelly here. And I want to say thank you for listening to the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast, because without you all, we would not be here. And I have a very exclusive announcement to make. We are releasing a brand new show. That's right. We're coming out with a brand new podcast called What's On Your Timeline. We're taking that little segment out of our podcast. We're making it a brand new show exclusively on Patreon. So click the link below. Join our Patreon for as little as $5 a month. You'll get an episode every week of a raw, unfiltered, unedited versions of us. You get to hear from me, Jalen, David, and even Jerry. You get to hear what we think about on our timeline. You get to hear what we're into. What are we listening to? What are we learning And we'll get to even teach some things possibly. And I promise you, you won't regret it. We're going to talk about stocks. We're going to talk about crypto. We're going to talk about real estate. We're going to talk about the Federal Reserve. Hell, even in this last episode, we talked about Kwame Brown. You know, you're going to get the raw, unedited versions of us. And it is exclusively on Patreon. So click the link below. Check it out. Tell us what you think. If you want to join, like I said, again, click the link below. It's only $5. Literally a dollar, almost a dollar a week, you can get a brand new episode of What's On Your Timeline. So, and we appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Peace out. So, this lovely black woman, I forgot what her name is. I think her name is Tamika, out of Philly. And her whole thing was, that you can use cryptos as a store of wealth for the black community, mm-hmm. basically. So, like, it's basically set up like another type of Bitcoin, Ethereum type situation where, like, you can buy into the coin using your money and then, like, stake the coin and mine and all that good shit that you could do with all these other coins. But the whole point of it would be, like, having a network of black-owned businesses that you could use 
the guac coin to support and like keeping the dollar within the community. Like, right, so I got you. So like, if I'm another black owned business, I take guap coin and mm-hmm. kind of keeping it in black owned business mm-hmm. related. So I got you. Yeah, yeah. So like, just with that, like with the whole idea and opportunity behind, I still just feel like in general, all those really cheap coins or things like that, they present a very large opportunity for people who don't have a lot. Like if you only got fucking five hundred a thousand dollars to invest and I'm not saying go throw all your fucking money at like some coin that you don't know nothing about. But if it's something that you see, you know, it's going to be something people have uses for it is being exchanged like companies investing in it. And last year it went up a thousand percent and this year is already up 500 percent. I think you might be better off putting your money a little bit there versus just throwing it all in like a stable investment, like uh, something that's been around all the time, you know? So I was for appreciation. That's why I was asking about the entryway because I've talked to people about buying Bitcoin and stuff like that. And they've always like, oh, it's too expensive. It's the same. Like, I understand that you won't get as much. You won't get a full coin, mm-hmm. but what? putting $10 towards it, it still benefits you. It still appreciates. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's that's why I, I was saying, I've seen more people that instead of buying Bitcoin, they go buy Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. Even though those, those are two completely different assets, mm-hmm. right? But I've seen more people attract to Dogecoin because of the price. Mm. I think it's because of the price. And also, like we talked about, like that meme type, the environment around it too. Like so many people, like I think it was like last week, week before last, like it spiked huge and like it went crazy. Like a lot of people made some money off of Dogecoin, like it was like Wasn't that two based weeks on the Elon Musk tweet as well. I don't know. I don't remember, I just know I told people to sell. I was like, look, <laughs> everybody's talking about this. At some point, you gotta go. You gotta yeah, like get your money and run. I just think this is gonna be a very interesting leeway into the next 20 to 30 years. Where is crypto going to go? Like, who are gonna be the new coins? Is Bitcoin gonna stay the most biggest coin or the mm-hmm. Is there going to be somebody that overtakes Ethereum as the secondary coin? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. That is interesting. And it's crazy because whenever you talk about that, like a lot of people be like, you know, the Ether killer or like the Ethereum killer and shit like that. And just talking about like why Ethereum was like built and like just the whole ecosystem about it. I kind of want to go a little bit into that. Ethereum, basically, it gives you the options to take the same applications that Bitcoin have, like with the blockchain and uh, being able to transfer it in the decentralized situation. But it takes all of those same settings, but it also gives you the options to build on top of their shit. Mm -hmm. So like you can think of Ethereum as like the building blocks, like the soil or something like that, like your foundation and you can build on top of Ethereum. So I think that that's really cool with it, but also like just doing research and really just diving deeper into it. Like some of the things that I've been learning is one of the problems Ethereum faces is it's kind of slow. Like some Mm -hmm. people talk about the speed of Ethereum and how certain other places, like I think that's why Solana or Cardano 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 was uh, created because it could do it in a faster sense mm-hmm. uh, than Ethereum. And I know there's supposed to be Ethereum 2.0 coming out, which is a blockchain that I believe is going to run on side of Ethereum 1.0. Then they're going to do a merge and shit in a few years or whatever. 
But like, it's just crazy because like you said, as we continue to grow forward, like there's going to be a lot of other technologies and people who might even make this even something that could kill Solana and Ethereum, like something that could be even faster than both of those. So it is kind of crazy to see the space because a lot of it is some of the speculation, some of it is use case, some of it is how convenient does this make this? And I know something else we were talking about, like how you can have cryptos for each different type of use case. Like you might have a crypto that's just for whenever you got medical expenses, like it's just a medical crypto. Or you got like a crypto that's like, yo, I'm going to use this to buy all of my clothes or anything like that. Um, maybe LVMH might make a crypto where it's like, yo, you want to buy some Gucci or stuff? Like you got to use the LVMH coin or some shit like that. I see that. But like I'm looking at like the whole space with everything. I was thinking more with like the practical uses of it. Whenever we start thinking about the blockchain, like right now, kind of going back to that DeFi movement with just people trying to cut the middleman out, like with the blockchain and the smart contracts, that conversation, how those really can revolutionize the way people are doing that. But I did want to go back to the earlier point you were making about Solana, not Solana, Cardano Cardano, being faster. That's one of those things that Kelly, like to talking about what you were talking about, Kelly, with the whole price to value conversation, like um, Bitcoin is something that everybody looks at, like it's known, it has the brand, it's something that's not going to be gone for a while. Looking at something like a Cardano and seeing that, okay, this is what the market is and here's its improvements upon the market and it's cheaper than everything. That's the type of stuff like where you can start seeing it's a lot more opportunity there. Yeah, but I don't want to go away from Ether because Ether as a whole is so much bigger, right? Like mm-hmm. think about even NFTs, what do you buy it with? Ether. So like even then, and then you've got, like you mentioned, you've got Ethereum 2, which is going to solve all the problems that supposedly Cardano and Solana is supposed to be doing as far as making it faster. It's going to make it faster and it's going to cut down on the gas prices. So it's interesting to see like how it's going to evolve, right? Like from my understanding, Ethereum 2 is supposed to be been come out. They just keep developing. So it's in its early stages. So from what I've been told is Ethereum right now is what Bitcoin was at like five, $600. Yeah, it's early stages. So I'm curious to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as well. Because uh, like you said, I heard Ethereum 2 was supposed to come out a while ago as well. But like mm. you said, they just keep on developing. Mm. I did want to ask Kelly a question because you mentioned the gas prices. Could you explain what that is? Because I still don't fully understand it. So from my understanding, gas is like like your regular gas, like when you're mm-hmm. driving, right? Okay, here's a great example. When we were in a lockdown during COVID, what happened to gas prices? They went down. They, went, they, they went started down. giving people money to take that oil from them. Because nobody's using it, right? Yeah. It's cheaper because nobody's using it. It's simple supply and demand. So when everybody's using it, it goes up, right? which is why you're seeing skyrocketing gas prices because everybody's getting out of lockdown. Everybody's trying to go on trips. These planes. Everybody's everybody trying to hit the city, man. Hit everybody the- going to Miami. Everybody going to LA, trying to party. That's fine. But understand them gas prices coming up, right? Jet fuel ain't cheap. But that's the same thing with gas prices when you come to crypto. You've got gas prices that go up whenever you're using the platform like Ethereum. 
and there's a lot of people using it, the gas prices go up. When there's nobody using it, it goes down. And it's the same thing whenever you're doing transactions. Like if you're sending your crypto to a different wallet, you'll see gas prices on your transaction. The higher you increase it, the faster the transaction is going to take versus the if you do it for cheap, it's going to take a little bit longer. Mm. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So basically, in a nutshell, it's just the price you got to pay to do a transaction. To do a transaction, do a transaction. on the uh, Ethereum network. Because from my understanding, it says that these are computers doing it, right? And you've got to pay these computers. These computers are like people. You got to pay these computers to do it. And the computer's going to take the highest price. So mm-hmm. If their gas prices, when you're doing transaction-wise, the higher the gas prices, I see that as a bid, right? I see it as the highest bid. I'm going to take that bid. Mm-hmm. Versus the lowest bid, I'm going to wait and I'm going to see what I can get else before mm-hmm. I take that one. Damn. Computer's about to take motherfuckers' jobs for real, son. But that's kind of the whole thing with the DeFi movie. They're trying to take a lot of the intermediaries out of financial transactions in general. And that's kind of interesting the way that they're trying to like do it because like with the intermediaries, it is a lot of risk involved with it. Like with when fraud, move people, yeah, yeah, like with fraud and with different people having the option to block certain things or even turn people down from certain loans in situations like that. And I think that that's where the DeFi also movement comes into play as well, because with the smart contracts now, it just means, do you meet this criteria or not? I can't stop you if you from this neighborhood, if you got this type of mm-hmm. whatever. Like, do you meet this criteria or not? Do you, fit do you, do you earn $60,000 a year? Is your debt ratio lower than mm-hmm. this amount? You check that off. You check that off. What's your credit score? You got a credit score of this? Okay, wow. You check that off. What else? Did you have an appraiser? Like, it's what's op- the appraiser? It's about? operating on... A lot of conditions, objective a lot of versus people's subjective opinions and different feelings that they may have about you. Do you meet this or not? And if you meet these things, now this contract can be activated. You can get this loan for your house or you can do these things for your house. And that's really cool, too, because like you can purchase houses through smart contracts. You can start to buy vehicles through smart contracts. And now all of the loan processes of you needing to go to like a, a, finance a financing office. office or unfortunately, like for me, like notaries might become an obsolete thing because now I don't need you to come here and do this signing thing. All I need to do is log on, you know, check off, bomb, bomb, bomb. Okay, now I can get my money. I can close on my house today because I met all of these certain things. And it makes it very, very easy and very, very simple mm-hmm. for the user on the endpoint. Mm. Yeah, I definitely see notary like you said i also see like insert adjusting going away too because of blockchain and ai lemonade is already kind of eliminating insurance adjusters already AI. what's what's lemonade lemonade is an insurance company yeah. they use ai to do all their insurance claims how like what this like similar t- to the one ladder like the one we use so whenever y'all think of insurance adjusting, i'm thinking like you know, I got to adjust these things. I got to walk claims, the property. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I'm thinking about the claims adjuster. Like, yo, yeah, that's I what I'm talking about. Like, okay. I got a flood in my house, right? Flood insurance. Right. I take pictures of the flood. I go through the, con- like the AI already goes through the contract and they tell me if I've approved or not. 
the AI can identify if they can identify what flood damage looks like. The AI can identify these things. Like we don't need a person to physically go look at it if we have the pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. I also feel, I don't know, because I feel like with some cameras, like, you know, you don't have the best quality. Some shit can't be I, manipulated. Don't me, I don't think we're one to five years away, but over the next 10 years, I could definitely see what Kelly's I see it go, yeah. I'm saying yeah. it's going to eventually go away. And with the blockchain, with As smart AI contracts, AI, it's going to go eventually go away. I just don't think it's going to be soon, but eventually I see it going away. If these Whatever processes get... The property that didn't get <laughs> like a property that was damaged, but it's not the one they was filing a claim on. Yeah, I don't know exactly how that would work. What's I'm it? probably just geofencing, bro. Like yeah. you got to be on a certain, like a lot I'm of the sure stuff. They got, yeah. yeah, they got they got images and stuff. I mean, they got back end settings and data shit they could do. But I did. We were kind of speaking on DeFi, and I kind of want to kind of switch the conversation around a little bit when it comes to cryptos because we always think of crypto just as that DeFi aspect of it, where it's like. Oh, we moving away from all these institutions, but there are cryptocurrencies that are tied to financial institutions and governments. Like I mentioned earlier, JP Morgan's investing in the United States. At the beginning of the pandemic, they were making talks about like a digital dollar, mm-hmm. things of that nature. A lot of countries, they're interested in this space. They want to control the crypto space. They don't want to let it become a decentralized place because decentralized means no authority. If I'm not the authority, then who is? Who tells me? Like the Fed, so imagine like Bitcoin decentralizing, this becomes the reserve currency of the world. The Fed can't go and print more $1.9 billion in America be unaffected because we're no longer the reserve currency of the world. Like it's going to change things. So they definitely don't want to let that happen. So I kind of want to like talk about some of the ways that you can invest in crypto and still mess with like the centralized platforms technically through stable coins and what stable coins are cryptocurrency tokens coins whatever you I'm not the best with the verbiage of all of it but the cryptocurrency is tied to a fiat currency such mm-hmm. as the US dollar or the great british pound or a commodity it? like gold or something along that nature so it's pretty interesting what they got going on i know the US we have one of the larger cryptocurrencies i think tether is a top 10 cryptocurrency in the states tether is a usdt that is one of the centralized ones is based on the U.S. dollar. It's a coin that mimics that, keeping risk kind of lower than, I guess, like a Bitcoin or a Ethereum that's decentralized. Its value isn't derived from the dollar. And um, with those type of like stable coins and stuff, they were talking about using those type of things for the DeFi ecosystem because they're not as volatile mm-hmm. as a Bitcoin or an Ethereum. You want something that's going to be, like you said, very low volatility, something that's very stable, something that follows those things. So that was one of the criteria that like with the DeFi ecosystem is whenever we're building these things out, we got these smart contracts, mm-hmm. you know, that can validate these things. Then the next thing is we need to have a form of currency that's stable and not volatile. Mm-hmm. So that was something that I thought was really cool with the whole DeFi ecosystem is, you know, you can still invest in all these other coins, but that's not going to be a part of this because we still need something that's, you know, it stays the course, something that mm-hmm. won't be swinging as crazy. One- something that's going to be 50K one day and then the next day is going to be worth 40K. Yeah. Another one of those stable coins that's making waves right now is the Gemini dollar. Who's involved in that? Coinbase, 
and a couple other companies are involved in that one. And that's another one based off the U.S. dollar. Uh, Coinbase and a company called Paxos. They're both involved in the Gemini dollar. Since you talked about Coinbase, what is your thoughts on Coinbase in the becoming a public traded company? More validation that crypto is going nowhere. Yeah. That's all that means to me. Yeah, I think it opens the doors for so many more things with crypto. I think, like you said, it just really validates it because now I got an exchange where it's being traded. So now it opened up the door for some of the smaller coins. I think it personally opens up the door for Ethereum to be one of the next publicly accepted type cryptos. Ethereum being the next Bitcoin. Yeah, like not even just the next Bitcoin, just being the next thing that's going to be adopted. Like, yo, you can use this in the financials realm. I was just curious. I think that's interesting, you know, especially since they're the exchange for crypto. I haven't looked at their balance sheet. I'm sure they're holding some crypto. Yeah, I'm pretty sure too. So that makes it really interesting how to value it from Mm -hmm. a fundamental standpoint since they're holding crypto and they're investing in crypto. It it goes up. Exactly, because it goes up and down. So I just think it's interesting. Well, speaking of holding on balance sheets, let's let's get into Tesla too, Mm -hmm. because you're talking about like it going up and down. Tesla took a... They took a huge bet on Bitcoin. They put $1.5 billion into it. Was it really a bet, though? I don't think it was a bet. We got Elon Musk up to him. I mean, but I'm just saying, though, like... Market pump a king. The Doge father. <laughs> the Doge father. I hate that. <laughs> but still, like, you got that company, like you said, they say it, they was just testing, like, the liquidity of this. Like, mm-hmm. it went up this much. Yeah, they CFO went... And he publicly said that they were testing Bitcoin as an asset and they were trying to prove like, because I think by general accounting standards and stuff right now, crypto really hasn't been addressed the way it should. And I guess they want it to be considered an asset, like a very liquid asset, like cash or cash equivalents. Yeah. And like they liquidated 10% of the things. Like when did they buy it? Was that in in, So they bought it in February, right? Disclosed it in February that they bought. 1.5 1.5 billion. I was about to say they probably they didn't buy it in this in February. They probably they bought just, it before. Yeah, so they bought it in some time in Q should have been in Q1, mm-hmm. right? Early Q1. And they made 101 million in profit. Crazy. Just off of what they sold to the 10% that they sold recently. So they sold 10% and made it, 101 million. Didn't Elon tweet something like we made more money off of Bitcoin in like a week than I did selling cars for like 12 years or something like that. That's crazy. But shows the power of it as an asset holding in your business. Like I could see where that would bring rise for concern with you, Kelly. Like when you're thinking about as a company to invest in. Like how does that money. So like what does that money get calculated as? Is it income? Is that I would assume realized so. gains. I get well, they'll be realized because they sold it. So it'll be realized. So it's, then it's taxed. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, how do I value that as a company? Because it's not you making the money, you just have the money to invest it. So, like, let's say Apple. Apple has a ton of cash to just throw at crypto, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make Alpha more valuable because they threw it in crypto or does it make crypto more valuable? Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. You're like, saying it's not the company, the company is making the money per se, but it's but crypto is the one is the underlying asset that's actually doing the work. Mm-hmm. I got you. It's not because of your product. 
It's not because of your strong earnings. It's only because you invested in this highly volatile asset that went up this fucking high. So does that make you more valuable because you're willing to do that? You're willing to take the risk or is it? Maybe it's just good on your balance sheet. Yeah, I I got more money now. I personally don't think it makes you more valuable, though, because at the same time, like there could be a company where it's like, yo, I can just raise a fuck ton of capital. And now I'm just about to just put it in crypto. But at the same time, that's like a freaking arc with Kathy Woods. But here, what I'll say you is at making money like that, having cash available, just go ahead and like Tesla making that 101 million. That does make them more valuable because guess mm-hmm. what? They have more cash on hand now. R&D and all that stuff. They can go and reinvest it into their business now. So that it kind of does make them a little bit more valuable. So it's interesting. These cryptos is a store of wealth. Because, like, let's say Tesla goes and takes the 101 million and then goes buys another plant, make more Tesla cars. Or go ahead and buy another company that has been in competition with them or some shit like that. Exactly. So that it becomes interesting to the companies that are actually do invest into these different cryptocurrencies. Hey, man, y'all pay us in Bitcoin now. BWR taking Bitcoin now. And Ethereum. Please send us some Ethereum. Matter of fact, give us the E. Yeah. Give us the E. Have you been thinking about starting a podcast, but you don't know exactly where to get started? Maybe you don't know exactly what equipment you should buy or who you should go through with the hosting platforms. Well, good news. I created a course just for you. It'll be showing you how to make the fewest mistakes possible on your podcasting journey. It's called the Podcasters Playbook, and it's a total masterclass taught by me, showing you all the techniques and tricks that we use behind the scenes of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Swipe up now, click the link in the show notes so you can purchase the Podcasters Playbook. What's good, Wealth Builders? Your boy David here, and I have to let you all know what's going down June 24th. We are coming back again with the Renaissance Mixer. Yes, we're bringing it back again. Last time was an amazing experience. We had almost 100 entrepreneurs and professionals from all over the country come out to connect and forge relationships with one another. And this time we want to take that experience and bring it to an entirely new level. Last time we had food, we had drinks, we had vibes, we had music. Everybody had a great time. We even had people drive from halfway across the country 14 hours to be there. This time we're going to take it and put it to another level. We got to be back and better. You know how we feel back and we better, baby. This time we're going to be having a mobile drink station, a luxury mobile cigar bar, as well as an exotic car expo. So it's going to be a whole lot going on out there. If you don't want to miss this event, it's going to be an experience. Last time was a vibe. This time is going to be even vibier. Tickets to this event are going to be $25 for all the early birds. And then after that, the price is going up to $75. Hurry up and get your tickets to date. Tell, hurry up and tell your friends. You don't want to miss this. This is a room you want to be in. Relationships are worth more than money. A link to purchase your tickets can be found in the show notes. Can't wait to see you there, family. Peace. Hey. Real quick, I did want to go back to what a couple of these other coins that, like with these stable coins, this is some other interesting thing I saw. Venezuela is actually doing a coin backed by their oil and gold reserves. And I thought that was very Mm. interesting. I was like, 
Yeah, it's called Petro. They're doing a coin that's backed by oil and gold. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think it's a bad idea because those, those are considered, in my head, it's old com- world assets. It is, but at it the same isn't. time, it's a nah. commodity. I'm telling you, it's not. As a person that works in the oil and field yeah. industry, it's not. I promise you, it's not. It's not going nowhere anytime soon. Yeah, it's a commodity. Like, bro, this oil, this shit's still being traded. True. Like he said, like, our country might be one of the first countries to, you know, be fully electric, but does that mean all third world countries are going to be electric? Them niggas just got gas. So now the United States, we start to cut down our production of oil now. Yeah. And now so, Venezuela, they got a huge reserve of this shit. Does that make them more valuable? Because yeah. now, you know, have it. they do. But it's the same thing here. Like, we have reserves. Like, we haven't used our reserves, guys. Like, yeah, I know. We still have a lot of oil. We play the reserves. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, okay, so our cars are moving towards EV, which is great. At the same time, have y'all seen an EV plane? Hell no. Like, that stuff still needs oil. Like, you you, you, your plastics. What does it need? It needs oil. Yeah. So it's like there's other stuff that so you will see probably a decrease in gas price. You'll, you'll see some lesser production in oil, but it's not going away. I think that's the mindset we're getting is like it's going away. I don't see it going away. So it's not a bad idea that they did and back to with the coin. Even with the gold, like, bro, motherfuckers still use gold. Gold is still like up there as a store of wealth. Like, I don't think that's a bad one either. Just interesting to me. I thought it was pretty cool. I kind of want to go into like, since we're talking about different countries, let's talk about the countries that are like banning crypto. Mm. So you've got India. I know India recently banned crypto. And it was another country that banned crypto. See, I don't know too many of the ones about banning. I've just been more so looking into like the countries adopting. Not just crypto, but just mobile money in general. I think we spoke on that before, too. Like, the movement in Africa with mobile money. And uh, just, like, how everything is moving in that direction away from physical dollars. Mm. But it is pretty interesting that so, countries, because to that same point we were talking about earlier, these are countries that want to control the flow of money in their country. You said yes. India, and you said another country? North Macedonia. They have banned it. Macedonia? Mm-hmm. That shit sound old. Yeah, they should do sound old. They it. should sound like they ain't going to never, Niggas sound never like Scorpion into, King. It's so I'm looking era. at this map, and there's some northern countries in Africa that have banned it. Wow. Of course, India, and then there's a country in South America that has banned it. It's very interesting. But in my personal opinion, I believe that Algeria is actually illegal. Egypt is illegal. Morocco, it's illegal. So the Middle East, a lot of the Middle East sounds like Nigeria, Northern Africa, Middle East. Yeah. Nigeria, it's legal, but it's a banking ban. So it's interesting that there's countries that are making it illegal. Um, But I see those countries becoming third world countries in 20, 30 years. You know, they're going to be the new third world countries. And then those countries in Africa, that are using it, I think you'll see a change mm-hmm. in them maybe becoming first and second world countries, you know? Also, either they're going to become third world countries or they're going to reverse their banning of it. They're going to be like, yeah. hold up. Nah, they, I, they, they might be late, mistake. Make it late to the party. 
But yeah. I think being late, bro, even being late might make them a third world country. Mm. And I do like the point of Africa. I do want to kind of expound on that more because, like, I feel like enough Let's talk people, about the motherland. People don't talk about an, the enough. Prince of Pan Africanism. <laughs> Doctor Umar. <laughs> I am not the Prince of Pan Africanism. <laughs> Hey, we, I love to get Umar on the pod, though. Come talk your shit, my nigga. But uh, no, like with the growth of Africa, that's kind of the point that I would want to point to. It's a lot of countries outside of Africa investing in Africa. They're throwing billions. Mm. China's throwing billions in Africa. Mm. Africa, population-wise speaking, it is the only continent that well, has population. the most more young people than old people. Every other continent is old people heavy, and young people not making a lot of kids like that. All the major current populations. So Africa really is poised, like with the adoption of this new currency model, the adoption of all these things and the investment from all these outside places. They're poised to become, like you said, one of the better places in the world over the next 20, 30 years. So, so when you say better, okay. Like, so- in terms of whenever we start talking economies, First world, second world, third world. So what I do think, though, especially since China is investing so heavily into it, I haven't looked at the interest rates and shit like that, but I do think their influence will be stronger as well. So that's kind of something that I play in the back of my head, too, is kind of like a concern. You know, you invest in all of this money. What if the African country can't pay you back on this interest on this loan? What happens whenever I can't do that? What if you know then well, what happens? Like time to call up, pay up. I think there's more than just loaning the money, right? There's mm-hmm. gonna be which they've already done. There's buying land, right? China's buying infrastructure. land. Yeah, like all that. China's in- China's buying land in Africa. Didn't China fund Akon's project? Yeah, I remember when they had the whole thing with Akon building a Wakanda city. Yeah, I did see that. I wouldn't be surprised if it was China. China is trying to move into Africa to build infrastructures into mm-hmm. all parts of Africa, which isn't a bad idea. Hospitals, but I see what Jen is talking about because then it's more China ecosystem versus Africa. Africa. Yeah, like now I can start putting my influence and my stuff in your country. Mm-hmm. Like, once again, like I give you this money. What if your ecosystem doesn't strengthen Maybe, you know, I give you a 30-year, 100-year loan, right? Mm-hmm. But I call up on the loan 50 years from now. You can't pay it. Hey, this is my territory now. I'm pretty sure they got something, like, within there that mentions something along the lines of what the debt does come. Yeah, I'm sure they, they'll just borrow from another country more than likely. And I guess that's one of the biggest things I'm guessing, just, like, thinking with Africa in general, one of the issues why that could be such a reality is because Africa is so fragmented as a continent. There are, like, you know how China is one large land mass that is united under one nation. Yeah. You can't say that about Africa. So so many different countries. It can be a divide and conquer type thing where maybe South Africa, Senegal, and all these other countries, they fucking with China heavy. But Great Britain got Chad and And Cameroon. That is how it is. Like, right now, though, like, not even just maybe, like a lot of stuff. There's a lot of countries that have their foot, they have like influence, but they yeah. don't own the country. No, they, they right. don't own yeah. it. But still, like they're robbing them of a lot of their natural resources. 
That's hell. That's been, and that's kind of. I'm gonna drink my wine to that. Africa, but um, what else we got on the docket, man? Man, we kind of got down the rabbit hole with this. Yeah, Africa. yeah, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. We went on a tan. Do kind of want to zoom back out? I know we were kind of talking about cryptos as like just a currency and everything, and I think we touched on that a little bit earlier. NFTs, non fungible tokens. This week, I think actually today, I seen an article talking about how they're doing an NFT gallery. I think we talked about that before, mm-hmm. too. We talked about, like, how that We talked about, about that with Brianna. Yeah, to it was be, with the Brianna episode. I, I remember that. Yeah, like, that, that was about to be a reality. And lo and behold, we were talking, like, this is going to be a couple years from now, like, this is the thing. But, like, they're doing... Two months things. later. They're doing these things <laughs> now. There is a crypto art gallery in San Francisco that people are paying to go look at digital art and graphics and all these things displayed. I hadn't seen what a picture what it looked like, but what are y'all thoughts on this whole NFT crypto thing and any educational information that y'all could share? I haven't personally invested into the NFT. I'm not that kind of an investor. I think if you are a investor of art, investor of trading cards, you like collectibles, mm-hmm. this is something for you to look into because this is the future of that collectible types. Mm-hmm. And what I will say, as soon as the NFL gets their hands on the NFT, it's over with. You're going to see prices that you've never seen before being paid for for NFT. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Hmm. So you ask like any type of just information. Yeah, and anything that you learned about NFTs that you think might be helpful to anybody. Because like, I mean, it's still very new to people. So yeah, like some of the things like there's different like series and different serial numbers and stuff with NFTs as well. Like a lot of people, some people they're getting in and they're just like, yo, if I get this card, if I get this person, you know, it's going to be money. But even with it, there's like different numbers. Like, so the lower number you have, like if you have one of 1500, that's more valuable than 1500 of 1500. Mm -hmm. So like, if you do decide to get in this game, I would definitely say educate yourself and figure out what makes it more valuable. Mm -hmm. What are they going off of to really say, okay, this is why I paid for this. Is this a one of one? But even with NFTs, like I've also been seeing a lot of artists releasing NFTs, Mm -hmm. like Currency dropped the album a week ago on an NFT. That shit was dope as fuck. The Weeknd dropped the NFT. You had Tory Lanez drop an NFT and all of their music projects. So. I do think that like up and coming artists could also use this to their advantage mm-hmm. to really start to monetize. But even like, think of this, like what if Lil Snoop was coming up and he dropped his first shit as an NFT, bro. And, and now like, that's wow. linked to like his family, like receiving that 20% rock every time, every time. Like, I just think about the possibilities that can happen with this type of stuff, especially like with the collectibles. Even like with us, y'all, I think podcasts can be released on the NFT. Like even digital courses, like what if I drop a PDF, a book, you know, maybe I know, I know motherfuckers going to share the PDF once they got it, but not if it's an NFT. Every time you share it, I got to get, give me me. Like I ain't going to, yeah. 
So here's what I think. I, I think this will be interesting to see if it happens. I see one of the two, whether it's Spotify or Apple Music, creating an NFT section. Mm. Mm. Where you can buy NFT albums. Because the DSPs ain't going to get cut out of this. I Let me tell you, they got too much money involved in this that they ain't finna let this just grip away from their hands. That would be interesting. That NFT thing, it is very powerful in that sense, though, like of allowing creators to have more control over, I guess, the things that they create and put out. Like I think about Nip. Imagine, like, you know, Nip had that famous campaign where he was selling mixtapes for $100. Yeah. If NFTs is a thing, he doesn't have to do that necessarily. He could just talk about it and people could buy it. Or he could still make the NFTs $100 and make it that much more valuable. I'm just, I'm saying like, he doesn't have to be out in the street selling oh, mixtapes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I can just be like, hey, I got this campaign. Let me hit my email list or my followers or whatever. And now you can buy this NFT for me without having to actually be in the area. So hey, with some of the Top Shop package, did y'all know that sometimes they'll throw like something that not has nothing to do with sports? Like there was a freaking Jay-Z card in one of them. Yeah, and dude that made, shit so- made like $100,000 yeah. off of a rookie Jay-Z card. What the hell? Yeah, so like they got rookie cards for people that ain't in sports. Insane. That's crazy. That's crazy. No, I was just going to talk about, I don't know if y'all seen, this is kind of a little bit off topic, but Apple Music increased their pay per stream. Mm. Did y'all see mm. that? No, no, no. A cent per stream. That makes a big difference. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. I think Spotify paid a fraction of a cent, weren't they? Yeah, they was getting paid like a tenth of a cent. So yeah. that's what Spotify's rate is like a tenth of a cent per stream. So they like ten times the amount of Spotify. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Apple got the damn. Nah, they, what thing Spotify can't compete with Apple on? Apple sitting on all that cash, man. Cash, but also a lot of early adoptions, bro. Look, I got one. We you all we all on the iPhone. We on a, we on a Mac right now. We got, got Apple this. watches on our wrist. Apple owns us. We slaves. I get it. <laughs> Which is why I think I can see Apple paying and having a, the NFT division. I can see that. I think that would be pretty hard. I think that would be pretty hard. Like, yo, you can't even listen to this album because it's an NFT, and only I can listen to it. Some interesting, but I think you'll see more of that adoption in the music. Even maybe even in the film industry, I think that'll be huge. In that the film be. industry, I think you'll no see more DVDs. No, that was DVDs. Man, a lot of people still use DVDs. They sell them shits everywhere. I want to say, well, somebody told me that one of them. You know, you remember them DVD sites that they like give you DVDs, you send it back. One of them is still alive and going pretty well. Really, really? Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess it started originally. Yeah, there's one. There's a couple of them I think that are still doing fairly well. Like uh, who? who I wonder if GameFly. GameFly. I think actually I think it is GameFly. GameFly is still going fairly well. Stop lying to me, Kelly. Swear to God. What the hell? GameFly. I think Um, GameFly needs to adopt and become a damn streaming game service. If you out there, well, I think PlayStation and Xbox kind of killed that with yeah. You can buy straight. You can buy it straight from them and it goes straight on your. But I'm saying, channel. like, what if I don't actually want to own the game? I just want access to it. I pay $50 a month. Now I get access to 20 games that I want to stream. Hey, Gamefly, think- go talk to Xbox and PlayStation <laughs> Network. <laughs> no, come talk to me because I need some royalties. Uh, but I think you'll see also YouTubers. Like, that's something that is going to be interesting. 
Like, let's say YouTube, famous YouTubers that got millions of followers, they only release on this NFT site, you know? Like, that'll be interesting. I'll cut off YouTube, and YouTube takes a chunk, a nice chunk out of your money, mm-hmm. you know? I think it was like 30% of your ad money. Yeah, they take a nice chunk. So I think it'll be interesting. Get put more control in the hands of creators. That's what I think the creators and just people in general. Removing a lot of the middlemen. I feel like that was a lot about what this conversation that we just had is about. Like with just with all the different things that are going on. I feel like that's where everything's cutting out the middleman. Cutting out the middleman, trimming the fat, like AI. That's kind of like the general direction everything's going toward. Yeah, man. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Kelly here. And I want to say thank you for listening to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast, because without you all, we would not be here. And I have a very exclusive announcement to make. We are releasing a brand new show. That's right. We're coming out with a brand new podcast called What's On Your Timeline. We're taking that little segment out of our podcast. We're making it a brand new show exclusively on Patreon. So click the link below. Join our Patreon for as little as $5 a month. You'll get an episode every week of a raw, unfiltered, unedited versions of us. You get to hear from me, Jalen, David, and even Jerry. You get to hear what we think about on our timeline. You get to hear what we're into, what are we listening to, what are we learning, and we'll get to even teach some things possibly. And I promise you, you won't regret it. We're going to talk about stocks. We're going to talk about crypto. We're going to talk about real estate. We're going to talk about the Federal Reserve. Hell, even in this last episode, we talked about Kwame Brown. You know, you're going to get the raw, unedited versions of us, and it is exclusively on Patreon, so click the link below. Check it out. Tell us what you think. If you want to join, like I said, again, click the link below. It's only $5. Literally a dollar, almost a dollar a week, you can get a brand new episode of What's On Your Timeline. So, and we appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Peace out. What's good, family? Jalen here. I have some great news to share with you. We have recently launched BWR Academy, the number one online school and community focused on teaching personal finance and wealth building principles. By becoming a member, you will gain access to premium financial education covering the topics of credit and financing, debt repayment strategies, retirement planning. That's right, we're going over 401ks, IRAs, and everything in between. Life insurance, we'll be having weekly budgeting and accountability calls, and so much more. You will also gain access to a powerful network. For years, we have been preaching, your network is your net worth. So here's your chance to increase your social capital. We will be having many of our previous podcast guests coming back to teach exclusive classes that can only be found through BWR Academy. We have also partnered with Capital, a premier financial app that will allow you to participate in our quarterly savings challenge. We have a goal of helping a thousand families save $1 million collectively. We'll make sure that you are not a part of the 74% that cannot afford a thousand dollar emergency. So if this sounds like the type of environment you would like to be a part of, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the show notes. Make sure you sign up now because spots are extremely limited. See you in the academy. Trying to go to Amazon Go real soon. One other cool thing I want to talk about, y'all. What's that? This spatial reality, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Spatial man. reality, man. So 
I learned about this recently. We was in our nerd bag. With yeah, this one man. Too. I was looking up some stuff and I was like, this shit's cool, man. So we all know about VR, right? You mm-hmm. know, you put on the glasses, all the, the heads. The Oculus by yeah, Facebook. Or the Microsoft ones that cost $3,500. And they got some cheap ones out there, by the way. I realized how some of them only cost like $300. Yeah. Yeah. Oculus is like 300. Yeah. It's yeah. like real cheap. But, you know, you put those on and then it takes you into a new world or whatever. Like you're totally immersed in like you can experience different things. Then there's augmented reality. Right. AR. Which is if you know, it's kind of like AR, SR. This guy here. <laughs> if you've ever played Pokemon Go or even if you played on Snapchat, they had the little bitmoji. You point your Snapchat and your Bitmojis oh, yeah, your on the table yeah, dancing yeah. and stuff like that. That's augmented reality. And augmented reality means that you're taking this tech and you're combining it with the real world, right? So there's also called spatial reality or spatial computing, whichever one you want to refer to it by. What this does is it actually takes into account your environment, what's going on, the space and everything around it, right? And it allows you to... So basically you can have the Pokemon or whatever. And now I can pick it up. I can throw it around. Or I can place it in a corner or even if there's a corner, like it can only go so far. Like it'll really look like it's interacting with the walls. Like it's only limited and conform to what's actually around me. So I've been looking into it and I just think some of the applications for this is going to be very revolutionary and it's going to change the way that we do things in the real world. Because now, you know, you'll be able to build prototypes at scale without actually having to buy the materials and do it in the physical world. You can do this through virtual reality. And now you can actually start to test out certain things, test out certain models. Maybe even if Tesla wants to build a new car and they want to figure out, you know, this is how much leg room we want to know. You know we want to know how much it can recline like before we do this and all of that. Now you can build a full-size replica, like a full-size scale product without actually having to put the money in for the casting, for the molds, and actually building the materials. Now it's all just through computing and through just actually your imagination. And I just think that shit's like one of the craziest things ever to me. I think it'll be perfect for what I just did all day of going through houses that ain't built and trying to imagine what this thing is going to look like. Exactly. Like, bro, you can have architects build up a full rendition of a house. And now you can actually start picking out, okay, I want this granite countertop with this tile, with this type of paint and everything. So now you can actually build your dream house, make it come to life before you actually even break ground on it. I also think a few other things is, so say a company like Ikea or a furniture company, right? They invest in this type of tech. Now you want to change a sofa set or you want to buy a new table. Hey, put your little new fancy uh, VR headset on with the, see what it's going to look like. Yeah. With the space. Yeah. Now you can see, okay, Ooh, it looks good in this area Mm -hmm. or it matches really well with my floors. My countertop. Another thing with Ikea again, you know, you got to set all this shit up yourself. Maybe you can make you a spatial uh, reality installation video. Hey, first thing you do, pull out all of these legs. You put all of these screws together. Now you just start matching it up and start building it in real life. And now you don't have to worry about 
these pages of these motherfucking instructions. I got a spatial video that's showing me how to actually build this. So, Fuck your head up, huh? No, my thing, how you do that with a headset on, though? Because with spatial reality, it's combining the two. Mm-hmm. So whenever you got it, like you're actually looking at your environment. So you can see the real table in the face yes, table. You yeah, can, you're looking at, at the table. Same yeah, time. Got you. Okay, I got you. So now you can move it and like build it. Like they picking up one leg. You Okay, I got the leg. Let me screw this right here. <laughs> like pretty cool. Even with learning about medical research, maybe mm-hmm. a doctor, a surgeon who's trying to, you know, study and become this. This is going to be how the new exams could be done. You know, you actually have to perform this surgery. Make sure that your hands on a yeah on a spatial heart or, you know, perform open heart surgery in spatial reality. Whereas now your surgeons are becoming more experienced because they got real life critical. You know, it can have the same type of effects. You know, you cut this, Mm -hmm. this person dies. Now Mm -hmm. you failed this test. So I think the applications to that is going to be so endless. And I think it's going to increase and enhance our world so much. I think you one, you'll have less defects and products now because you can scale to model. You can start replicating. You can start doing things before you actually start to produce it and start testing things. Even with cars, like maybe you got a car, it turns and it's got a terrible turn radius. I'm going to test it out in my new spatial reality building thing. So I think it's going to really just increase the quality of life for certain things. Mm. Do it like almost like paper trading, but... Instead of for stocks, it's in real life. Yeah. yeah it's just playing with it, what it will look like in virtual world. Sorry, y'all had to get my nerve back. Man, man. I, I, I knew you was going to do it because you've been talking about this shit. You, man, this spatial reality shit, man, this shit's going to sound like a fiend for it, man. You ready, to, you ready to get you a set of uh... Oculuses? Yeah. I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> but even with like the virtual reality and stuff, like, Tying the crypto, like the NFTs and mm-hmm. the virtual reality. I also think that, so I was looking into it. That's also like, there's actually companies who's doing virtual reality meeting rooms. Like Zoom, niggas is doing virtual reality meeting rooms. So I sit down in my house with a headset Not even on, your house, nigga. And I'm with no, all y'all. No, You put on the headset, you at work. They done replicated your work environment. Hey, they and, get out with that shit. I ain't doing that. That's what I'm saying though, like, I'm at the crib, right? Yeah. I put a headset on. Now I'm at work and I look to my left. Oh, shit. There's it's Kelly. Susie. He had his crib with a headset on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but man. I'm just looking at Kelly. Yes. Ah, yeah. That's kind of strange. They, they doing that like right now, bro. <laughs> that's kind of strange, bro. They do. That's it's weird. companies that's doing that. I definitely would like to see how that plays out, how people's reaction to that has been. So they do like it more than Zoom because, you know, people get Zoom, Zoom, is trash, Zoom yeah. fatigue. But I think it'll be a fatigue from that as well. But tying like the NFTs and stuff too, I think that you'll be able to combine and transfer your NFT from your wallet. Now you can transfer it to your virtual reality home. And now you got this uh, LeBron highlight reel. You can put that up on your wall. And whenever you invite Kelly and Jared to your virtual house, yo, I got this LeBron highlight reel. I got this one of one weekend song playing in the background. It's like, like IMVU or some shit like but that, just but like in real life. On steroids, bro. Hey, speaking of that, I think that'd be cool for like, you can understand what I'm saying, bro, man, in practices, watching film. Mm. Like if I'm, I got the goggles on and I can see 
Exactly what the hell I'm I was on doing. The field, I'm in the play. I'm in my body. Coach breaking it down. Ooh, that would be hard. That's, that's interesting. That would be hard, Coach. Hold on, stop it. See, bro, no, bro, no, no, please. Watching film is literally the most boring shit in the it world. It is very like, hard. Coach, coach would be like, "All right, stop it. We just played half a second, nigga. God damn. I gotta go through like fifty plays." This nigga stopping every second to talk about. All right, look, this is what you did wrong. All right, now this is what you did wrong. <laughs> but that's cool because you can also. But get you it. can actually be in the moment. Exactly, though. you can get in the position. You can be like, okay, I see where I did it. Let me tweak it. Mm-hmm. Start building up muscle memory mm-hmm. from your actual film breakdown. Yeah, especially because then it's like, okay, I put the goggles on. I got a defense in front of me, right? If I'm an offensive player, I got a defense in front of me. I can go through and see how the play would work. If we're going out and trying a new play, a different practice play, like it'll be interesting. Yeah. Hey, man, that's pretty dope, though. That spatial reality. All I can say is, man, the future is bright and it's time to get right. Hey, man, another thing with the future, man, I can't even the fucking limb replications and shit, man. I'm not trying to get into all that today, man. We've been in our our nerdy baggy enough for the people. Okay, man, man. I ain't going to get it. We're going to talk about the 3D organs and how they printing different limbs and stuff for people on a different day. Hey, I just want y'all to know you might be living longer than you think. Hey, if you get your bag right. They did say that the millionaires being is trying to live for forever, so. Bro, like, are we not going to get into it. We get into it off topic. This will be some Patreon content. I'll tell you about the shit these <laughs> niggas doing, Kelly. These niggas sit crazy. They trying to go to Mars and they trying to get new limbs. They, they trying to be some space aliens. Hey, them niggas can have that Mars shit. I'm chilling. I go to a colony, like a colony in outer space, but Mars, that ain't with, I ain't with all of that shit. That's like a new frontier, nigga. Whenever you get that, you know how much work you got to do? You got, I got a house over here already, man. I'm not about to go over there. I got to build it up. It's going to be the wild, wild west again. The dusty That's ass wild. list. Exactly. He got to deal with aliens because the government already said that's true. That we got aliens going on. So, hey man, I just want to meet me one of them. That's all. I want to dap them up. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't an alien, no, my brother. <laughs> I want to. You dap never know. I want to see if they look like ET for real. I feel like all this shit that people be putting in movies can't be too off base. Like you know, we have an image of an alien. I feel like somebody seen. One of these days, dude. But this has been a fun episode. A fun, nerdy least. episode. We get to talk about a couple of the different things. That I we hope somebody learned something. That's yeah. all I want to say. Yeah. And if not learn something, at least pique someone's interest to go look into some of this shit. Mm. That's really important. I know we talked about like a lot of coins and stuff earlier. Definitely before you invest in anything, do your research like my brother Kelly was telling you. Kelly, do you have any... Words to the wise for researching crypto for the here's what I tell you pique your interest, maybe even excite you. You know, go to a coin or a cryptocurrency that you're interested in, just look at the one year, just look at the one year and look at the percentages, right? And that'll me pique your interest into it because you see the gains and then do your research. I do a lot of research through YouTube, YouTube University is unmatched, undefeated, it's free, and you can do whatever you want. The Googling, do whatever and searching. You like. They got plenty of videos. I gotta say something about YouTube too. I know a lot of times y'all go to YouTube and y'all click on the video with the most views. That ain't Don't always know. the case. You need to ask good questions 
Are you talking about chicken shortage? Yeah, man. There's a chicken shortage. Yeah, I told you that shit about the wings a week ago, man. They got chicken shortages. They got coin shortages. Hey, man. Rough world. Y'all get your shit together. Look, <laughs> so like you know what I was saying before the chicken and shit, man. You threw me all the way oh, off, oh, man. man. Nigga showed me about some chicken shortage. Talking man. about picking the, the video with the most views. Yeah. Don't go to YouTube and just watch the video with the most views. Whenever you go to YouTube University, you definitely want to look and like try to find multiple people. Not everybody explains things in a way that you're going to understand. Watch multiple videos. Get an understanding. Take notes and actually go read some shit after. Don't just watch YouTube. It's hey, cool. don't go search a YouTube video. Click on the first video and be like, all right, cool. I know a lot about it. I'm invested in it. No, nah, that's that ain't not, it. <laughs> that ain't researching, man. That ain't researching. You took one person's opinion and you invested because of what they say, right? Like, do you your research. Taking multiple, Reasons. multiple opinions and coming up to your own conclusion. Exactly. So, do your research. That's all I can tell you. And read some shit. I'm not letting that go. It's one thing to watch. I know everybody learned differently, but I feel like it's a combination. YouTube <laughs> University in combination with Professor Google. It's unmatched. The same company and they're unmatched. Yeah. If you want, just to throw it out there, BWR is definitely invested in Bitcoin and Ethereum. I, I was wondering if we was going to ever talk about that with the people. I was just wondering I, if we was going to I'm going to throw we it out it there. We got it on our balance sheet, niggas. It's on our balance <laughs> sheet, right? We made some money off of it. But again, just because just because we're interested in it don't mean you should be. So do your research, but invest in Bitcoin, invest in Ether. That's all we got to say. I ain't going to lie. You heard me. But yeah, y'all, as always. Yeah, uh, this was a great episode. Great episode. Great It's time. always fun just to kick it with the bros and, you know. Go back to the old format. We haven't done this in a while. It's real free form, real good conversation. Uh, get to talk about some of the things that we don't always get to talk about when we have a guest. On camp. Or, yeah, like this is the conversations we have with each other. So this is really just a peek into some of the things that we talk about, some of the possibilities. And like David said, you know, with the guests, sometimes we're trying to get information so much that you don't really get to see us as much. So. Mm-hmm. It's always fun to have these. If you enjoyed this episode or episodes like this, y'all, please let us know and subscribe to the Patreon so that you hey, can be what you got. Hey, no, text the number and let us know, because if you really like this, we yeah, might have text that number. You. We might text have some for you. So what you talking about texting pod to three, three, seven, uh huh. Four, five, five, seven, 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 eight. Text me late. Text me early. I don't care. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Yo, he thinks you're a rapper. I Thanks. am a rapper, but I'm not a rapper. I'm a poet, but you ain't know it. This man's here. Just want well, please know. let us know if you enjoy episodes like this with us, because like I said, we will have something special for you if you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once again, text the word pod, P-O-D, pod, two, three, three, seven, four, five, five, seven, 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 eight. Yes, sir. Hit me up late. Like I said, yeah. hit me up early. Don't matter. Just don't, don't matter. Don't call him Shirley, apparently. Don't do that. Don't call him Shirley. Ain't no Shirley's over here. It's David, Jalen, Jared, and Kelly. Um, but don't text that either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So, as always, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in. If you want to be involved with the Academy, yeah, you mm. can 
please go ahead click that link down below in the show notes join yes. the wait list y'all want to be a part of this this is a mission it's a movement it's going to be high level finance education and accountability all in one and we're going to make sure we change some financial lives out here yeah we impact the lives and we're trying to take our influence off of just social media and really have social proof and really just change people's lives for real man look and i'm gonna tell you now we're gonna have a section for investing and we're gonna throw some ideas in there for people to research so if you're interested please sign up do that do your thing so until next time this is bwr signing out peace I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is run money marathon. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.